Welcome to episode 5 of the Creative Wellbeing Podcast, a series of real and raw conversations supporting the connection with your unique creative voice to inspire a fulfilling and beautiful life. I'm Jess Fitzgibbon, and today I've invited Melbourne musician and songwriter Camilla Rose Sullivan on to talk about authentic expression in life and art. To open the show, I want to share a quote with you from Jim Jarmusch. Nothing is original. Steal from anywhere that resonates with inspiration or fuels your imagination. Devour old films, new films, music, books, paintings, photographs, poems, dreams, random conversations, architecture, bridges, street signs, trees, clouds, bodies of water, light and shadows. Select only things to steal from that speak directly to your soul. If you do this, your work and theft will be authentic. Authenticity is invaluable. Originality is non-existent. And don't bother concealing your thievery. Celebrate it if you feel like it. In any case, always remember what Jean-Luc Godard said. It's not where you take things from, it's where you take them to. Camilla. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. And yeah, I'm so happy to be talking to you today and hearing all about your creative practice. Um, I'm really intrigued. Um, we met, what, last year, I think it was? Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. We met um, through a mutual friend and mentor, Rachel Sardelich, um, doing like a, a group creative experience. And I guess, yeah, I just felt really connected to you through that and I really loved just hearing um, you just had such an honest, authentic way of expressing yourself um, oh. and I think obviously kindred musician spirits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's no, nice to, sorry. Oh, I think I had the same thing, like, you know, with you and hearing about your, you know, the the angles you were coming with um, towards creativity, I think. Mm. Yeah, I had a similar feeling. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's nice to hear. Um, yeah, so we had a catch up briefly a couple of weeks ago and thought it'd be cool to talk about, um, like finding our unique, creative, authentic voice and mm. how that works in the art industries. And I know, um, you know, originality is often a big focus, but we thought, I thought we could dive a little bit deeper today into that topic. So Maybe you could start just by um, talking about what your creative journey has been like so far and, you know, what you're kind of working on at the moment um, with your music and songwriting. Yeah, sure. Well, um, I mean, yeah, I've been like over the last maybe eight years, I've sort of been playing in bands and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I... I've always sort of been able to write songs. Like it's something I inherently just like had a knack for. But I was thinking about it. I think there was like a time when I was younger where I was, you know, I was really good like at it when I was young. But you get into the teen phase and it was thinking about creative identity. I think like when I was in my teens, I had this real pressure to be dark and edgy. Mm -hmm. And it sort of just stifled my creativity for a long time. So 
I didn't write like during my late teens much until like I went traveling in Europe and went to Kenya and stuff and came back and just really decided I wanted to commit to my writing and Mm. to you know, and I really wanted to be in a band. I think like when I was a teenager, I was very much a frustrated musician. <laughs> like, you know, I was, I wanted to do it, but I just didn't really have the confidence. But I think traveling sort of gave me the confidence. So yeah, I like got back from that trip, um, went to study music, uh, like did an advanced diploma of music, but very much with the angle of just wanting to meet people rather than mm. be good at playing jazz or anything like that (laughs) yeah music study is so about that hey it's like jazz all classical (laughs) yeah yeah but it's more like I just want to meet people to be in a band with it's like a really expensive way to meet people but like (laughs) yeah so I did that and then yeah I played in a band called A Rioting Mind for the past eight years and yeah over the lockdown I think like I um started working on some solo stuff Um, and I've been, yeah, just putting, dedicating some time to that over the last couple of years. Um, Mm. and, uh, yeah, like guess like at the moment, like I'm just, what I'm interested in is, uh, writing and working on my songwriting. And Mm. I'm also like a producer. I studied music production, Mm. um, at uni. So that, um, you know, that's a big passion of mine as well. And Mm. yeah, I've just been trying to like over the last few years, yeah, I guess, yeah, just upskill a lot. And yeah, I think get a little bit more clear about like the kind of music I want to make, you know, and the, yeah, just trying to, I think, find a way like the work, like doing the work with Rachel, Mm. who you mentioned earlier, I think um, finding ways for like, I guess that sort of really authentic creative voice to, yeah, be more present in my art, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So with you you spoke about like how travel was a big thing um to kind of re-inspire you can you pinpoint any other or what was it about the travel that created that inspiration like what have been other sort of muses or inspiring points in your life that have helped your creativity um I think probably I think probably like anyone I've really looked up to who's sort of been like who's you know sort of been able to just really encourage me to keep at it Mm. um you know Rachel's one of those people I got into a mentorship with Isabella Manfredi from the Mm. Preachers which that was huge for me because at the time I think I just you know maybe like being in a band and maybe not getting as much airplay as we want I'd sort of you know written off maybe I'd written myself off a little bit creatively and I think to get that kind of acknowledgement from someone I really look up to mm. was huge for me. It sort of got me taking myself a bit more seriously, I think. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, and I think the thing with, like, you know, travel, I think it sort of, I mean, it just, it got me to be a bit more independent. I was quite, like, sort of, you know, really wanting to break away from, you know, maybe my high school group in some ways but mm. also like I was just a bit scared like mm. you know and I wanted to just be a bit more independent and yeah. um yeah I think travel like probably gave me that sort of you know and it just you know instead of like seeing people do like that thing and be free and feeling resentful because I couldn't do it it was like no you can do it like yeah, you- it's such a big thing isn't it when you realize like hang on I can do this <laughs> yeah yeah you actually can like you know it is scary but you know when you do it it's sort of yeah, it's just, it, you know, it gives you a bit of confidence, I think. Mm. 
Yeah. So yeah. at high school, um, was that where your sort of music taste started developing or did you see that come through even younger? Um, uh, probably like I sort of, the school I went to had a great arts program. So like music, art and um, drama, like were huge, like in the schools I went mm. to. Um, I think I've always like loved music. I had, I had a grand, my grandfather was a violin player. So I suppose I've always had an ear for it, but yeah, more where I started to write songs was in, um, yeah, in like, you know, high school, early mm. high school. And, um, yeah, I think the, I think the school, like where I was at, because art was such a encouraged thing there, it had fostered an attitude in me that was more, um, I guess maybe have a go sort of mm-hmm. and not it wasn't so you have to be perfect mm-hmm. at everything because like my school wasn't it wasn't like that artistically it wasn't really like particularly elitist it was mm-hmm. more just like you know encouraged everyone to do it like yeah you had to learn a musical instrument up until year eight and things like that so you know so even now like I'm not like I love drawing and stuff like that but I'm not in any way shape or form like a you know an amazing like artist but Mm. I'll do it and I'll just do it for fun so Mm. I think it's fostered that attitude in me maybe yeah and there is that part with working with your art like you don't want to take it too seriously that you lose that playfulness and I think sometimes Mm. when you know you come out of university like I went to music university as well and you're sort of like okay trying to make a career out of it it can become a little bit stifled that creative spirit when you're trying to put all these responsibilities onto it, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, so maybe talk a little bit about your songwriting process and how it's kind of developed over the years. Did it start just writing by yourself and did it change when you're in the bands? Um, I think it started out like when I was, yeah, when I was younger, it was, I really envy my younger self because I was able to just write really proficiently and write a lot and I didn't really think about it that much I just was able to do it but I don't know something happened along the way that made me really I don't know a bit I don't know something happened I don't know what maybe it's just like you're getting older and you lose Mm. that in touchness with that part of you that just does stuff because you can and you Mm. don't really like think about the outcome so much but I think it was sort of that you know the the thing of seeing other bands that I loved and you know simultaneously like feeling really inspired but then feeling this kind of thing of like oh I have to be as good as that Mm. that maybe like crushed it a bit and I think like yeah I think that maybe writing like with the band it's interesting there's like there's things that would sort of maybe influence the way I approached it like you know how good is this going to sound live like Mm. in a live context and um I think it drove me like more towards writing like guitar a lot and, yeah. um, you know, and maybe re- like, you know, just sort of, yeah, writing stuff that was like suited to guitar, I guess, mm. you know, which is, and now I suppose like I've kind of like just let myself dabble more in whatever I sort of, you know, like lights me up really. Like I listen to a lot of electronic music and, mm. um, and love that genre and it's, sort of over the last little bit I've been like don't worry too much about how it's going to sound live like yeah um you know don't worry too much about it just focus on yeah getting the song that's in your head out and um yeah just finding the best way to present that I guess Mm. yeah 
Do you often start, like, do you have, I know there's no such thing as a formula to writing a song, but do you have certain patterns where do you start with lyrics sometimes or does does the melody come through your head? Like for someone who has no idea about how songwriting work, like maybe give us a little bit of an insight into how a song may come to you. Um, I think it, yeah, it can vary, I think. Like it can vary a fair bit. But something I noticed um a common thing I noticed with that is often like I'll write a song off the back of hearing something or hearing an artist or another song that just has something that is really addictive. Mm. Like, um, yeah, and it, that can be anything from like maybe a rhythm pattern to like a an emotional theme or something like that or just an artist has a certain way of using their voice that I like. Yeah, it'll just be something that really sticks with me for some reason. Mm. And I'll kind of carry that round and then there'll be a point where it's sort of like I want to do something with that. And yeah, and that'll get me going. It might even be, you know, if I'm reading a like, you know, a book or something or I'm into a particular writer, I've seen a film that really um struck a chord with me. Like mm. that sort of yeah, that sort of stuff I think that just sits in your creative kind of you yeah. know reservoir and it yeah it kind of perc- percolates I yeah. think um and then from there like yeah I'll, you know when I do make time to write or something I find that it just sort of starts to come out and that'll mm. sort of be the thing that underpins it mm. um and then from there it's yeah from there it's just a lot of yeah playing piano or guitar and mumbling over and making lots of voice recordings yeah. <laughs> of yeah, the cool. same idea and eventually you know I'll be like okay I think this is what it's about and that's when I'll get into drafting and writing down rhyming schemes and mm. doing the more like I don't know songwriter kind of bit of songwriting where it's yeah you get all your sort of I don't know you work on the melody and the mm. all that stuff so yeah yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, it's it's always so awesome when um, I know I used to listen to music sometimes and I'd mishear a lyric um, mm. and that actually became the beginning of a new song. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh, that sounds yeah. awesome. Then you look up the lyric, it's like, oh, they didn't even say that, but that's how I heard it. And it's so awesome when we can bounce off someone else's kind of, you bring the essence of what they're doing into, into your work. Um, mm. And then that's when you're sort of, blending you know what they have to say with what you have to say and that's I think the beauty of art it's always sort of it's like a lineage sort of thing carrying down um from each person and each generation you're always inspired from what's been in the past Mm. um in saying that though there's always this obsession with like I feel like in in all art industries of what's new and like that what's trending and there's this obsession with, um, I guess, that individuality um, and that originality. Um, but like I was just saying, like and what you're kind of explaining too, like so many ideas come from others. What's your sort of view around originality and the importance of that in your own work? Um, I think I think it's sort of original. I was thinking about this, like I think originality maybe maybe that's not the most important thing but I think mm. authenticity is yeah like so. yeah because originality I don't know I feel like that's so dependable like on the well on the individual really mm. like you know if you're a 
classical composer and you're around classical music all the time, mm. there's probably going to be something that you're like, oh, that's like Rachmaninoff or mm. that's like Debussy or something. That's mm. just like that. But for me, who maybe doesn't, you know, listen so much to that, like it's, you know, it will be mm. original or authentic. But, mm. you know, it depends, like, it, you know, it'll be different, I guess, to what I listen to. But, um, I think authenticity, though, that is really important for me, that it, it feels like it's coming from somewhere very intentional mm. and um, and very lived in, I think. You know, I think like there's times like, you know, that I can like be listening to an artist I like and it's, you know, there'll be like a pressure to maybe emulate what they're doing and like that has been the case in the past, but now it's more like I'll sort of be listening if I'm listening to you know, a style of music that's very different to me and I'm feeling that pressure. I'm like, well, what do I actually like about this? Mm. You know, what am I really drawn to in this? And then when you look at that, it's sort of like there's aspects that you want to emulate, but it's not the whole thing. You don't want to like just straight up try and copycat (laughs) like that person. So it's sort of, yeah, you sort of like, I think like when I sort of like sit down and think, what is it that I actually really like from this? And that really resonates with me. That's where, like, it you know, it becomes art because you incorporate it into what you're doing already, and yeah, you get that fusion. I guess mm, I love that. It's yeah. really like a conscious decision that way. Because I remember mm. back at when I was at uni, like I would, um, especially when my younger, but I think this can carry across all ages. And sometimes originality is in the eye of the beholder because you may not have seen something like that before. (laughs) It doesn't mean it's original necessarily, but it might be original to you. Mm -hmm. But I remember um, going through a stage of like PJ Harvey was a huge influence and I had, you know, almost Mm -hmm. mimic her, but then in mimicking someone, it's just for me it was trying to get the vocal tone, but it's never going to sound, I'm never going to sound like her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But at the same time I love the idea of thinking, well, what was it about her? For me it was like her power, like the feminine, like the feminine aspect Mm. of her, of her voice mixed with this real sort of um, edgy masculine thing. But I think if I had thought more about what is it about her, because I didn't really do that. I was like, oh, I just love her. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. didn't really get specific. I really like that idea. But I think we often, like, it's almost like trying someone on or trying an idea on totally. and experimenting and playing with it. And then you can take and leave certain parts and that's where it becomes really playful, I guess. Oh, absolutely. And I like, yeah, it's interesting you should mention PJ Harvey because I've I've definitely had points where I'm just kind of like, God, like she's so raw and like just yeah. her and a guitar is like yeah, so, so powerful. Good. And I'm like, I really like wish I could do that. I think I was like, I was watching um on ABC, there was an interview with Tori Amos. And mm. I remember, um yeah, Tori was like very much that for me, particularly like when I was traveling, she was like the, yeah, I was on my iPod constantly. Mm, I was I just going her. through her whole discography, but like, it had a thing where I was like, I really wished I was that good at piano for ages. Mm. And like, I tried to be, but I just, you know, I, I didn't stick at it in the way that she's got that real mm. piano background. But I think what I did take from it is she's just, she's able to make me feel a lot of different emotions, like, you know, joy or sadness or, um, you know, 
or is it really able to tap into my angry side or mm. is able to just make me feel really uncomfortable sometimes mm. as well and yeah. I love that like I, yeah I love that that sort of yeah when an artist like isn't afraid to make you feel uncomfortable I yeah think. So, um, yeah and then I guess like uh, evoking those feelings isn't necessarily down to their skill is it no <laughs> it's not necessarily like okay she plays piano technically well there's something else going on I think absolutely creating that sense of um I guess you're almost empathizing with their storytelling through mm. it and you're feeling the same you're sharing that experience and that can be around a lyric it could be one line it could be around like a certain way they say a word or um, a certain way they're playing the guitar. Like you said with PJ Harvey, like one of the first albums I got of hers was four track demos, which is probably one of the hardest yeah. albums to listen to. <laughs> yeah. And I, I remember saying the same feeling with Bjork, like getting into her, I was like, oh, like I know I should like this, but I don't yet, but I'm going to persevere. And that's mm. the best thing. Like when you actually got to, when you feel uncomfortable, it's pushing you out of your comfort zone. And I love when art does that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I feel like sometimes with the artist, you end up loving the most, like you can absolutely like not get it and feel a bit like, no, I don't like this because it's too mm, this or yeah. something. <laughs> but then I remember actually I had that with the band Haim, like, cause oh, yeah. at the time, like a friend sent it to me and I don't know, I was like in an angry fa- phase and I was just like, nah, punk, hardcore, emo and nothing <laughs> else. And then there's this band that's all, you know, eighties mm. and, soft rock and just cool and stuff and I was just like oh no and then (laughs) but then I just like got absolutely obsessed with their um debut album a year later and I think they yeah they have been a big influence on Mm. on me as an artist like I just Mm. love them to bits so yeah yeah it's sort of telling too like sometimes certain artists come to us at certain times of our lives and we may be Mm. in a certain frame of mind or we need a certain thing um like punk often for people in their teenage years it's kind of going through the anti-authoritarian you know mm. anarchy stage of, of being alive and we do gravitate to certain things that kind of reflect how we're feeling um and I think that's where you know we're constantly changing as artists and we're not going to always sound the same and we have to kind of let our influences change along with us a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned, yeah. sorry, were you going to say? Oh, no, I was, yeah, no, I think it's, I guess it's sort of, yeah, I think like different stuff will resonate with you at different times. And, you know, I think that's, it can change, you know, yearly, daily, mm-hmm. monthly, you know, it's, you know, I think it's just keeping like space in your life to allow for that stuff to come through and what you're doing and, mm. you know, showing up to your writing in those times when you're really feeling something. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the the tricky bit. <laughs> yeah. How do, how do you feel about that? Like when you're going through difficult times, do you feel that you naturally want to sit down and, and write or is it hard to do that? I think I want to, but it's almost like I'm just too in it. Like, um, like about a year and a half ago, I I had a breakup, um, and it was emotionally very full on, Mm. like a very full on breakup. I really, really grieved that relationship a lot. And I could, I I wanted to write, I totally wanted to write. I had so much to say about Mm. it, obviously, but 
I just couldn't like, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I think, I think I just, I just had to accept I had to grieve and just, yeah. And just have downtime and space. I just needed space, I think mm-hmm. to kind of, yeah, just process it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it took me like maybe like four months, maybe or something for me to actually feel like I was in a space to write because I, you know, that thing about having space, I think your creative mind really likes that. It likes space. It likes to be able to be playful and it's really hard to be playful when you're really depressed. <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of like, and I, I, but I think it's that thing when you're sad, you're like, no, I have to capitalize on this and <laughs> use like the angst while it's there. But yeah. it's kind of like as much as you think that's going to be a good spot well, for me, maybe I think there's other people, it's probably very different, but Mm. as much as I think this is the perfect time to write, it's actually not, you need to have, or I need Mm. to have that sort of more thing where I'm in a playful mood Mm. and, you know, and darker stuff and darker feelings can come from that playful space. Mm. Yeah. I don't don't think it's just because like you wake up feeling good, you're necessarily going to write a happy song. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I, Mm. I resonate with what you're saying there because I think, um, yeah, a lot of people often say that to you too, like, oh, well, just write about it right now. Like you're a musician, like go and do something with all this, mm. you know, emotion. But I think there is a bit of an illusion that the best art happens in your darkest hours because often in those moments, like your nervous system's just needing a lot of nurturing and space and you just need to process the emotions. You don't, it's the same as with any task it's like even sometimes when you're feeling depressed like just getting up and having a shower seems hard it's the Mm. same with writing (laughs) it doesn't change what it is you don't just feel automatically motivated to express yourself in that way yeah absolutely it's yeah I guess like you know if you're feeling really like anxious it's sort of like you're in that fight or flight mode and Mm. It's and I've tried writing through periods of that, but then I've looked back at what I've written and I'm like, I'm not feeling this. Mm. Like I'm not feeling this. Like I want to, but it's just it just feels forced. Like, mm. you know. But then when you do make space after that event and stuff and you yeah, you make space for it, I feel like and just let it happen naturally. I think, yeah, trusting my body and what my body is telling me more has been huge in sort of you know, just giving way to better ideas and not being, I guess, such a taskmaster with, mm-hmm. um, you know, songwriting and, yeah, just letting it, like, be natural and, yeah, not being like, okay, you have to get up every morning and write for this amount of time and production line these songs out and stuff. And I think there's artists that do that, but I've sort of figured out I'm not like that and I, yeah. I'm never really going to be. I can do it, but you know, it's just not fun for me to work like that. I yeah. Suppose. So, yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I'm still battling with that a little bit because even though you mm. realize it logically, like there's still that productivity guilt that you get and this sense yeah. of like learning to trust the ebbs and the flows. And yeah, it is a bit of a cyclical, um, there's a bit of a cyclical nature to creativity. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah. Yeah, learning to trust that more and, um, you know, accept it, I think is massive. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still not there. I still get stressed out and I'm like, am I even actually, I was thinking it the other day, I'm like, am I even a songwriter anymore? Like I haven't actually <laughs> written a song in ages because I've been focusing on production. I was like, 
and I was writing the bio for this and I was sort of like, <laughs> wait, am I actually a writer anymore? Am I just like a producer? I don't feel like I've really like geeked much this year or anything. And I'm kind of like, Camilla is an artist. And I'm like, but am I? <laughs> like, <laughs> to yeah. be honest, I think artists will think of that forever. Like from yeah. what I've I've read a lot now and I'm always trying to seek out other artists to to share these sort of um, behind the scenes things with because I'm I feel like I need that reflected back to me. And yeah. from what I've read and heard that even people, like I was in a workshop a few weeks ago and this poet has written nine books and still every day, well, not every day, but someday she'll just be like, am I even a poet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what am I actually doing? And that's yeah. just that, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I remember I shut down my music for a good I don't know exactly how long it was. Like I think I shut down singing for maybe two years um, mm. and I was just like, I can't call myself a singer anymore. Like I'm not singing. I can't, like I'm sick of telling people that. And it just became so hard to keep hearing myself saying, yeah, I'm a singer, a musician and not doing it. That just became very painful. So I shut down the labels, but then mm-hmm. In doing it, it sort of just made it worse because it just suppressed it even further. And I think yeah. that there's this this ownership in um, it's it's really being an artist is it's just a way of living, really, isn't it? It's just a yeah. way of seeing the world and every day the, the things you do and the the way you live is contributing to the poem or the song or whatever. You don't just sit down in that moment with that skill. Like all the years have led to everything in that song. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's, I think that's maybe, you know, particularly like the work, like, you know, we do with Rachel, it's mm. sort of, it's been really lovely to see how that's sort of shaped my approach towards life. I think mm. in general, like it's not just that, you know, suddenly they're coming able to, it's not really about just pumping out a bunch of material. It's more like, I guess, just respecting your life more and yeah. respecting um, how caring for yourself helps your creativity more. I think, you know, having more time in nature, you know, shutting off from social media occasionally, mm. you know, when you need to. And, um, you know, and even just taking care of like, you know, the spaces and the environments you're in, like, you know, I do a lot more gardening now. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and kind that. of like sort of, you know, interior decorating, I suppose. Yeah. Like it's sort of, you know, my creative space is like, like I care about how they look, whereas before I'm like, I don't care. Mm. Like, you know, I just need a space to create. And now I'm, you know, a lot more into that sort of, mm. you know, creating an inspiring environment, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And just being, I guess, intentional with everything and mm. being present with everything, like, my days at the moment just seem so simple and I think I often do have guilt over that because I'm like, well, I haven't achieved anything because we're, yeah. you know, brought up in this culture of kicking goals and, you know, doing all the things. And for me, I'm trying to just, yeah, just my how I feel is more a radar now on how I'm going. It's like do I feel um, yeah. content and obviously that's not consistent, like, you can't feel content without feeling discontent, (laughs) but it's just a matter of like, am I happy? And, and knowing that I'm living authentically, I think is a big thing Mm. for me. And I worked out my values recently. And that's also been a really great way of me um, staying grounded when I do get a bit, um, you know, 
I guess you get influenced as well. As, as much as there's good influence, there's also influences in life that can um, you comparing yourself or there's sometimes have a negative impact. But going back to my values sort of keeps me centered. Do you have values that you sort of are aware of or do you think um, it's something that's changing a lot for you? Ooh, I think it, I think maybe it has changed, like it has changed a fair bit in the last couple of years. Um, I think like an underpinning one I think would definitely, you know, probably be, um, well, definitely authenticity, I guess, yeah, yeah. you know, I think, and I think that's a common one for artists, like a common mm-hmm. value because, you know, I think artistically, like people want to be seen and heard, mm-hmm. you know, and, and see their creations, like, you know, be enjoyed by people as well as like enjoying the process of it. But yeah, I think authenticity, um, I think like feminine power is probably one that's been really common. I sort of, I feel like, you know, there's part of me that sort of has sort of shunned my femininity, maybe in my like art quite a bit and maybe just in my life in general. Like I haven't really been comfortable with it. I've never really been comfortable with it. And it's something like over the last few years I've just become, yeah, pretty present to that. It's, you know, an area that I just feel a bit like I want to express myself more like as a woman, but I just, there's part of me that feels a bit clunky with it still. And I'm sort of, yeah, trying to embody that more that like, you know, like embody that. And I think like as a teenager and maybe like, you know, as a 20, like in my twenties, I was just, I was very much jeans and, you know, jumper. Mm. And I'm like, I actually don't want to wear this. <laughs> like I want to <laughs> wear dresses and wear color mm. and stuff like that. And, but I think that's just part of me that finds it comfortable and it's kind of that maybe hiding myself sort of yeah. thing a bit. And I think, yeah, I sort of, that's probably been, yeah, one thing whenever I write about values and s- stuff like that, it's become really clear and apparent, I think. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, wow. I really resonate with that too. I think um, like I realised recently when I did, was coming back into my music in a big way recently that it was a fear of I think fem- femininity, it's just it's so beautiful that it's very vulnerable and there's this fear around exposing that really soft, gentle beauty because it is so vulnerable and it needs yeah. to be, you need to feel safe to really let that part of you feel expressed. And I totally, I'm still a jeans and T-shirt girl because yeah. there's things over the years that I guess when I used to express my femininity more, I I don't know, like it, it felt a bit too much on the edge. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's like you're observed more (laughs) and it's not necessarily a bad thing though. I think where I'm learning now how to still like to be empowered in that and that I can feel safe and I can provide myself with safety in expressing myself. I think Mm. I wasn't able to do that for myself before and I felt like, yeah, it was almost dangerous to express my femininity. Yeah. And I mean, like it's so different, like, you know, for anyone really that like Mm. the feminine side like it's I think sometimes like with femininity and masculinity like I guess maybe like the society for lack Mm. of a better word like just portrays it in a you know in a way that you know I look at what is maybe considered feminine and I'm like oh that's way too girly for me Mm. but it's so much broader than that like it 
you know, it depends on your sort of feminine expression. Yeah, that's so true. You know, and it, yeah, it can really differ. I think it's different for everyone. And it's sort of, you know, I think it's just about enjoying it. Like, and, mm. you know, knowing when that side's really present and just really enjoying it, I think, mm. you know, but I do, I really connect with what you said about it. Um, yeah, like feeling like a bit overwhelming or too much. Mm. Like it's sort of, you know, like it and that sort of yeah feeling a bit scary I think Mm. you know and the attention like as well Mm. or like you know getting looked at but you know I think yeah again I don't think it's a bad thing I could agree with you it's sort of it's sort of just getting comfortable with it I guess Yeah, yeah because I think the world needs so much more femininity this is the thing we've we've gone too far to the masculine side um in terms of women too through the whole feminist movement which is amazing but I think the, the way we respond women and men to seeing a really feminine woman is awe because it's more rare these days yeah. to really see someone living in that that really free-flowing state and just that it's very much a beautiful thing. Um, and I think with my art, I remember feeling that on stage, like I would very much be in my feminine sometimes, but then it was also hard to do that. Like the the more yeah. beautiful something is, the more kind of scary it is. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, and it's sort of like you can. I like I noticed I really wanted to be it because I anyone that was really good at like showing their feminine self, I had just like that like pang of jealousy. Yeah, and I was just like, this is an area like you. Yeah, I think it's it's showing you what you want. Like That's it's so some, showing something that you want to embody more because I just feel like, you know, like, damn, that's hot or damn, that's yeah. attractive. And like, and I really want to, you know, mm. be a bit more like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Because it's super powerful. Mm. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, maybe you can tell us a bit about like your, because you went to do um, a songwriting retreat recently, Wild mm. Mountain Songs. Yeah. What was that experience like? Oh, just amazing. (laughs) (laughs) What were the people like and what was it like collaborating? Oh, so beautiful. Like, yeah, it was such a beautiful and diverse group of musicians and it it was, I was really nervous going into it because, you know, I'd got in and I'd really wanted to do it for a while and it's up in Queensland as well. So it's, a, you know, a lot of the people from the Brisbane scene, I guess. And I was the only sort of interstater that mm. was doing it. Yeah. Um. So I didn't know anyone, but I yeah. like, I'd seen, I remember I'd been looking for writing retreats and it had come up like in, you know, on Google. And I was just like, that looks awesome. Mm. So I applied and I was really nervous going and I was like, oh, super nervous. But every, like a lot of people were, if they hadn't actually done the retreat before, like yeah. they, they were also nervous, so that kind of tempered it. But just being around people from, you know, like different like backgrounds, mm-hmm. like musically, like there was like an Indian classical vocalist mm-hmm. and, you know, people from sort of like Brisbane's like indies and like rock scene. And then um, Steph, like the one of my co-writers, she's from a industrial sort of uh, noise electronic band called Germ and she – yeah, she was awesome to work with. She was my first co-writer and I really, that encouraged me to be like, yeah, electronic, you can delve into that side yeah, a bit more. Um, and then Matt, my like other co-writer, like that was a really joyful, because I think like with the one I did with Steph, it was more um, like it was a bit more 
you know, I was nervous. So there was a little bit of that in because mm-hmm. I was, you know, it was the first write. And then the second write I did, it was just like, bam, like we had that thing written and like, you know, recorded very quick, I think. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're in this um, you're in this environment where it's like you're a, you're staying at this beautiful place up in the mountains of Brisbane, like um, outside of Brisbane, mm-hmm. the um, Borders Ranges. And um, they've got, you stay there, you stay in A-frame sort of tents and uh, over the course of it, the weekend, like the idea is you write two songs, but mm-hmm. you do other stuff like nature sort of connectivity things and, you know, all the food's prepared and you do group activities and workshops Amazing. and, yeah, and it, yeah, just so well curated. It was, mm-hmm. I felt so damn lucky to be a part of it, but it made me, I think watching the other writers, it just, it really taught me like what the songwriting process can look like. And, you know, there were some writers who like when they were writing, they were just in fits of laughter, you know, going off on these crazy tangents. And it sounded like they were, you know, making a kind of, you know, rock opera (laughs) kind (laughs) of like in their heads. And they were just like, you know, they were just having the best time. And it, it just reminded me like songwriting doesn't have to look like intense like you know focus and you know darkness it can look like you know it can be a joyful process Mm. it can be you know it can be meditative Mm. so I think I felt about like my second co-write it was very meditative you know it can be that as well as you know trying to get some raw stuff out like it it can and it I think generally the whole weekend just reminded me like um you know, if, look after yourself and the writing will happen because, mm. you know, we were in this beautiful spot. We were, you know, all hanging out. We were walking in, like, the rainforest there, which was gorgeous and eating all this amazing food and being off, like, devices for most of the time. It just, yeah, made me feel a lot more kind of, yeah, just relaxed and in this state of, like, kind of, you know, blissful non-attachment and, like, to my anxiety and it was so weird yeah <laughs> I think beautiful yeah but yeah. just hearing you say that like we can I was just thinking it's beautiful when someone takes care of that for you but we can give ourselves permission to create these sorts of environments for ourselves you know and have yeah. like a weekend or a week where we just I did that sort of recently I went up to my parents house and turned my phone off and like just tried to tap into songwriting mm-hmm. all week and just told everyone sorry um this is my commitment and I had the most productive week and it was beautiful because it was so intentional. But what is it that stops us from doing that more often? That's the thing. It's it's harder sometimes to do that for yourself and to to really switch off all the other responsibilities or things niggling at you. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. It's because when I like left, like, you know, when I went back to Melbourne from like, you know, being on that trip, I came back and I was like, okay, I'm going to do that all the time. And once you like have like that group kind of, I think the group kind Mm. of removed and that sort of, you know, sense of like, you know, responsibility to it, you know, I think which can sometimes maybe responsibility is just something I feel more when it's external and mm. rather than me trying to hold myself accountable. Yeah. It takes it, the pressure off a bit to have someone else supporting you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think that's maybe where community and songwriting is because that was actually, that was one of my values that I've identified is 
having more community around what I do and feeling mm. more connected to like the writing community has been super important because you know songwriting can get lonely mm. like you know and it's not fun when it's lonely it's fun mm. when you're like for me like I think different for other people but for me I've just you know I think I thought that I was more introverted than I actually am and I think there's part of me that even though I'm quite shy I'm pretty extroverted and I do get a lot of energy off other people mm. and um you know and you know listening to other people's songs and getting like invited into their process and mm. yeah just having that feeling of like you know um connection is yeah. really it's important to me like yeah. yeah definitely yeah I totally agree I think yeah it can like I I'm just started working with the producer um through I did a music production course and one of the teachers and I working on one of my songs and he um I said to him last week I'm like it's so nice to be working with you like I've really isolated myself for yeah. such a long time with the songwriting mm. process and it was a hesitation to bring people in because there was a, a point of like there's there's a different thing about being inspired but actually collaborating. I think what I've struggled with is getting my authentic voice happening so that when I do pass it over, I can, I can be happy with the sound I've created and I'm ready to allow someone to then bring their, their stamp on it. Yeah, And I think there was a controlling aspect of trying to sort of like, I don't know, trying to do it all myself, which is not fun. Like, I don't know why I thought that was a good idea because <laughs> oh, yeah. it's just like, it's not fun. And you just, there's, there's so much for others to contribute. And I think I've really had to learn to trust the process and trust the people that, that do come to you and want to work with you and collaborate with you, that there's something to be learned there. Um how do you find it when you sort of, especially with this um, Wild Mountain songs, when you're working with someone else um, or maybe even in another experience because that might have been collaborating from the beginning, do you ever feel like a fear of it losing your voice or it becoming something when someone else brings their perspective to it, do you worry that it won't you won't connect with that, I guess, or it won't be authentic to you anymore once they come in? I think I've become less worried about it. Mm. I think maybe with ideas, there are some that I keep to myself because I know that I'm going to be pretty particular about the way mm. that they're produced. Yeah. Um. You know, but I think in my like, you know, in my band that you know, I mean, it's sort of because we share so much, you know, the same musical in- influences and stuff like that. It was, you know, I really trusted like Libby, like my co-writer mm. in the band that um you know, in terms of, cause she like does a lot of the lead guitar work, you know, I, yeah, I was able to trust, like she'd bring mm. to it, like, you know, what I was visualizing. And if not like what I was visualizing, mm. then it's sort of, you know, it'd offer like a new angle, I think mm. musically. Yeah. And it's sort of that thing of like, I think at a point you're like, okay, this is what I can bring. Mm. Now it's time for someone else to bring something. Yeah. And it gets to a whole nother place. You could never take it by yourself. Oh, totally. And I think like that's been, yeah, I think that's those common, like it, um, it was the same thing like with Wild Mountain Songs as well. It was sort of, you know, I brought an idea to my first co-write, but it was sort of that thing of like I tuned in and I thought like, you know, 
is this something that I want to bring? And I was like, and it's just that kind of thing. You're like, yeah, I think this idea like, you know, cause when you do get in touch, like with yourself creatively, like, and take time to maybe tend to that part of you that is able to, you know, choose like what's right for you, like more instantaneously and is kind of, you know, will operate out of your higher interest. You kind of are able to sort of trust it's like, you know, coming from a place of, I think this would be a good idea rather than your anxiety being like, shit, Mm. I need to write something and like Mm. have something to offer. It's kind of like, Mm. yeah, I think you just feel like you're like, yeah, like this will be good. Like, Mm. you know, and, um, and I've just really loved it. I think what you said about that control thing, Mm. like, I definitely think I've felt that like when I was, cause I record like, so the album I put out with my band, like I recorded it, produced it and mixed the whole thing. Wow, it's a big job. It was so hard. It was really like, yeah, like I was exhausted after mm. doing that launch. Cause I just, I'd put so much pressure on myself mm. and, you know, just, yeah, taken anything, everything on. And I loved it. I've learned heaps about you know, the production process and it definitely honed my skills, but it was hard work and Mm. I was exhausted after that launch, Mm. you know, and then like, you know, a couple of years later when I was starting to record my solo stuff, like I got one of my teachers like to record and produce it as well, like from um, Monash and Mm. it was so much fun because it was like, suddenly it was like, I just got to sing and play guitar Mm. and not really have to, um, yeah, do all the the recording stuff and yeah. I was just like I love this why haven't, why haven't I done this more often yeah and just to bounce thing. off someone because I yeah. guess like I've come out of you know a 10-year career with you know just working in a business with lots of teamwork and yeah you, you sort of learn that it's always better to to involve other voices and to get important it's you know for me anyway I just I just love hearing what other people have to contribute and I just think it builds something amazing but um with art I think it can get a little insular sometimes and but it is a choice and I love what you're saying about building a community I think it's something that um you know I want to be a lot more conscious of too Mm. um so I guess just to finish up like with your um recent collaborations like are there some main takeaways that you have learned from other people around this like creating um, you know, an authentic stamp on your work and having that really, um, you know, seeing people work in their their own unique ways. What have you sort of learnt from that, watching that? Um, I think that people are often, like a lot of people are really, like they're happy to collaborate, you know. I think, you know, like it's kind of a thing, like a lot of, you know, people are really happy to and are keen to collaborate. Mm. It's like, you know, and sometimes like if there is something like you're going for musically and maybe you don't have it in you to get there I think there's nothing wrong with calling someone into like you know or asking if they're happy to join you on a project Mm. because they'll have that thing there was another um like writing retreat I was doing up in Tamworth and you know like I sort of I dabble in country like Mm. I don't know I guess like I do have a, a bit of country influence in my work but one the writer that I was with like had that background and he came up with like the initial idea for the song Mm. and I really love that song because it's not something I would actually do like Mm -hmm. it's not something that I would normally instinctively in terms of guitar playing have gone for and um to be given like okay this is the idea I had 
and to just be able to you know have that sort of um have that to work with something that someone's brought to you it was really fun and mm-hmm. I actually I really love that song that we wrote yeah, so, so cool. I think yeah I've just you know I think it's also a cool thing like when you've written with someone there's a little bit of that that you take away like mm. the th- thing that they've got so you know it just it might be a little bit of their style that rubs off on you and you know I really like that mm. like it's yeah it's really fun when you're like oh, I can hear that sort of that part of that person sort of in that mm. song now so yeah yeah it's like they bring out another side to you the same mm. way often different people bring out different sides of us and we're never the same person with everyone often like and we're still being authentic but it's just the way it often works. Yeah, yeah. The way yeah. we relate to people, it's sort of the same with art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just like I think it's, you know, it makes you more well-rounded. Mm. Like, yeah, less precious and more mm. sort of well-rounded as an artist. Yeah. yeah. I really, like co-writing is just something I wish I'd done sooner. Like it's, you know, because I think you always have a pressure to be like, I have to be the best and have the best idea. <laughs> and it's so, it's like, it's not, if you're with the right people and you mm. choose the right people to work with, it's totally not about that. Mm. Like it's, you know, it's like, hey, let's, you know, get together and see what we can make. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. powerful. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting today. It's been beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. It's been really fun. For more info on Camilla's music, please visit the podcast show notes. I'd love if you could leave a rating and review on Apple and Spotify, and you can also sign up to my mailing list at jessicafitzgibbon.com to receive further resources on creative wellbeing. Thanks for listening.